Hey everybody, I just want to take a moment to talk about a new thing I'm doing. Over the years, many of you have reached out to me telling me how much you love the podcast, but also wish there were more personalized takeaways and more in-depth interactions with our guests to hear what they think about comedy. This is why I'm now launching my new digital academy, Blueprint for Success. With exclusive interviews and comedy philosophies of stars and industry veterans, personalized versions of the Industry Standard podcast, commercial-free, and one-on-one coaching time with me. Blueprint for Success will give you the powerful tools that will take you up the elevator beyond the competition and reach the highest possible levels to achieve your dreams. Whether it be stand-up, sketch, improv, acting, writing, producing, directing, hosting, radio podcasting, social media influencing, or even if you want a career behind the scenes as a manager or an agent. Now I'm here to help, personally. We'll go on an express train of comedy and entertainment like nobody else has before. You can find out more about Blueprint for Success and the comedy business on my website at barrycats.com. Together, we'll take your career where you want it to go. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Industry Standard with me, Barry Katz. Hope you had an amazing new year and I wish you all the best that life has to offer in 2020. I want to take a moment to thank all of you so much for such a great year. Without you guys, (laughs) this show would be nothing and I'm so, so thankful to all of you. You know who you are, the ones who support the show silently, the ones who pass it on to people they know, and the ones that send me tweets, DMs, Instagram messages, Facebook, and FedExes, and snail mails. All of you, thank you so, so much. If you need to reach me, you can do so at BarryCats at Instagram or Twitter or you can go to my website at barrycats.com, and I'll be glad to get back to you as soon as I can. I'm really excited about these two episodes that we're putting out this week, the best of 2019. If you missed it, you can download the first part, and I'm about to share the second part with you. These episodes are so impactful and invaluable for anybody any level of the entertainment industry featuring the advice of 40 of the most interesting and extraordinary people in our business. And before I get started, I want to thank the people that work with me on this podcast, Vincent, Max, Wes, amazing, amazing people who do an incredible job for me every day. And those of you who've worked with me in the past, you know who you are. I know who you are. And I am truly, truly grateful for everything you've done for me. Thank you. And without further ado, I can't think of a better way to get started than with my first guest today, an incredible, incredible person, one of the most successful people who ever acted in television, having done two series that have gone over 200 episodes. I believe there's only 15 shows that have gone over 215 episodes, and this person's been in two of them. An incredible person, an extraordinary actress, Patricia Heaton. The person who is meant to be in this business will be in it because there's nothing else they can do and they cannot stop themselves from doing it. And it doesn't matter what's in their way, they have to do it. And that's the way it was with me and that's the way it is with many of the people that I've come across is there was no, and not for a minute, another, a, a, an instance where they thought I'm gonna go back to school and do something else. I mean, very few people. It's, it's do or die, you, you can't, and a lot of actors will give you this advice. If there's anything else that you enjoy doing as much or more than acting, go do that other thing. 
but the people I've seen um, uh, come through have all had that drive that that's just there's no question that they're just going to keep pursuing it and it can take a long time and the other thing I've noticed the business has changed to the point where if you're sort of a really awkward person in in grade school and high school and weird and you don't fit in and you don't have a body type that's appreciated um, you're probably going to have a great career in show business. I found that more and more it's the character actors that just are fascinating. And um, I think that's really exciting to see that it's not about beauty or being handsome. Um, so I think that, you know, I would tell anybody, don't think that you have to be a model to be in the show business. In fact, the opposite is probably more true, that if you're a character actor, you're going to have a career and it's going a career that's going to last forever because you never age out of being a character actor. You only become more of a character actor. And um, also that, and, and a lot of actors say this, if there's anything you enjoy, um, as much or more than acting, go, then go pursue that because there's too many disappointments uh, in this business. I would also say, though, don't, as you're pursuing this, don't think you can't have a family and a steady home life. Like, don't think you have to put off getting married or having kids in order to have a career. Um, my husband and I often lament that we hadn't met sooner because we thought we think maybe we would have had six kids instead of just four so um and not everybody's you know predisposed to that kind of thinking i mean i'm i come from a, a you know a family of five irish catholic my mother was one of 15. it's just to me normal that you have a lot of kids and um i actually have like a hundred first cousins on my mom's side uh, I ran into one of them at a, at a restaurant in Studio City. Guy came up to me and said, I don't mean to interrupt, but I think we're second cousins. <laughs> and I said, it's, there's a really good chance of it, but do you have any proof? And he pulled out a picture, and he said, this is my grandpa Bud. And I said, oh, yeah, that's my uncle Bud. Oh, hey, cuz, how you doing? Um, so, um, you know, don't put off having a life. And it also doesn't hurt to have a subset of skills that can help keep you afloat when you are not working as an actor. So, I mean, I, you know, I was able to summarize depositions for a, a, quite a few years when I first moved to L.A., um, and you, you weren't out being seen in a restaurant as a waiter. You could stay at home, do your work at any hour of the day or night, and it was a perfect survival job to help pay the bills while I was, you know, getting a gig here or there. So, um, so that would be my advice to people is, it has to be the thing you want to do above all other things, and you'll, you know, you'll knock through cement walls to, to make it happen. Um, if you're a f weird, quirky, freaky person, you have a really great shot at having a long career in this business. And, and don't put off having um, a great personal life um, while you're pursuing your career. Tyrone Jackson. Get a notebook and a pen and write down your dreams. Write them all down because there is a way. There is a way. Keep writing your dreams down. Focus on them on a daily basis and the right people will show up in your life. And pray and meditate. Because if you maintain a connection with the universe, the universe will help all of those things actually manifest. Focus is everything. Whatever you focus on, expands and grows but there is a way and this is whatever they're experiencing it's just today it's just today tomorrow can be radically different you have to believe in yourself that we all have a purpose and you never know where you're going to be guided but your dream book or your vision board is kind of like your roadmap. So if you want to get somewhere, right, some of us go to Google Maps these days or we open up a map and go, I'm trying to get there. What connections? You don't have to worry about the connections. You just have to write down where you want to be. Now, where you want to be might be a little hard to get there. Oh, and more people are going to tell you it's impossible because most people live in fear. Fear is not a skill. A six-year-old can feel fear, right? The skill is learning how to connect the dots between where you want to be and where you are now. It's like going to the gym. If you strengthen that muscle 
and stay around. Try to find other people who are also dreamers because that's your tribe, right? And, and it won't seem quite as hard. There's a lot more to it, but essentially, if you can just take that for today, that's the, that's the golden nugget. Andrew Santino. My mother says things that annoy me sometimes. She annoys the shit out of me when, like, cause my mom, like I said, she's not cold, but she's just firm. And she always says, um, she always says like, it's going to be fine. And I hate that phrase. I hate it's going to be fine. I hate it. It's an annoying phrase. But I would grow to learn why she said it all the time. Because she said it's going to be fine whenever I express like discontent or upset or anger or I'm scared or I'm afraid I'm not going to pay rent or like all these things because she knew I was strong enough as a person to hear it and to let it move me to, to, to try harder and do better. Like it's going to be fine not saying like don't worry about it. It's saying like it will be fine. You just have to get through it. Like it will be, but you can't stop. Like you have to keep going. Not saying like, don't worry about anything. It's saying this is exactly what is supposed to happen and, and it will be fine, but you have to get there because you, you just can't give up. And I think that was, that was everything for me. It was like, well, I got to fucking, I got to get through this. It's, it's going to be fine, but I have to get through it. Whatever negativity you're like, there's no way I'll ever live through this shit. You will, and it will be fine, but you just have to get through it. And I think that's like with everything in life. It's like, you just have to get through it sometimes. Sometimes you have to fucking just get through the thing to push through to get to the next thing. And I think the most important thing that I've learned from all of that stuff that I would say to people is like, there is no, there, there is no, um, there's no one else that can make you be who you are going to become other than you. There's no one else is going to help you get to where you really need to go other than you finding your way there. Like you have to get yourself there. People can help you in your career and whatever career you're choosing, like people can support you, but you have to find out how to get there on your own. That's the only way to be successful. Just be like, what's, what is it to me? What do I need to get to to make me feel like I'm moving in these right directions and, and achieving my personal goals. It's all about you. You're the only one that's going to get you there. People can help, but you, you have to fucking get it there. Angela Johnson. You don't have to know exactly what you want to do. You just have to know that you are so unique and there is not one other person like you. Someone can look like you, they can sound like you, they can talk like you, they could have the same hairstyle as you, but no one has your upbringing, your trauma, your childhood, your adversities. No one has the scars that you have. No one has your life. You are the only you. You are the only person that can do the things that you can do. So do you and do you well, do you to the best of your ability, because when you get there, when you get to that door, when you get to that opportunity where you say, oh, I think I want to do this, you've already been operating at your best. You've already been operating at a level of confidence of, I'm me. No one else is me. I have a lot to offer. And then when you walk in the door, people see it. They see that you don't need them and they discover they need you. But that comes when you know who you are and you just do you and do you well. Matt Besser. There was no internet when I was a kid. You just read things in books, you know, that's how you found out about what was happening. So now you do have podcasts like yours. There's, there's great, there's great advice out there. There's great content. If you're interested in in improv, please listen to my podcast, Improv for Humans. You will get good examples of what good improv was versus when I was, I didn't even know what the word was, you know? So they at least have the stuff 
I can't stand, and I can't tell you how many times I hear this, when someone will graduate from Amherst College and as an alumni thing come to me, and every college has this, alumni go, or people go to alumni and say, how can you help get me help in this industry? How many times I'll ask them, like, I'll always ask, like, what shows have you seen? What show, what comedy shows you like on TV? What shows have you seen at the theater? What stand-ups do you like? And how unresearched these people sometimes are they'll be like oh i haven't seen many shows at your theater it's like you're asking me for help and you haven't seen many shows at my theater get the fuck out of my room when i was starting out i saw i was either on stage or watching a show every night of the week and i don't understand it when you don't have that mentality when you're starting out you have to be either on stage or watching a show every night of the week and if you're not then i don't think you have the passion for it because you should and shouldn't even be have to be told that really it should just be in you to want to take it in take in the osmosis adam conover well i think you can't make too many assumptions about what it is that you're going to do i think people are told to focus too soon on what it is that they're that they're going to do and you have to give yourself room to explore and to try different things you know you don't know what you're going to be good at until you give it a whack a lot of the time you know so uh i never conceived of uh that i would go into comedy until you know, my friend started a comedy group and I was like, oh, I want to do that. And then I realized I was kind of good at it, you know, and then I kept growing that and blowing on that ember and coaxing it out. You know, uh, when I when my sketch group fell apart, uh, I knew I wanted to keep performing, but I didn't know in what way. And I know a lot of c- comics who like focus on just one type of comedy, you know, and they say, I'm just going to do stand up or I'm just going to do improv. And I was like, I'll do both, you know, and it took me until I figured out after doing both of them for three years, I was like, oh, I'm getting better at stand-up. I'm not getting better at improv. And I actually don't like doing improv and I'm going to quit, right? Uh, It took me trying that thing to figure it out. Uh, So, you know, my main piece of advice would be, you know, be experimental about what you're going to do and don't say to yourself, oh, that's not for me. I, I couldn't, I could never do that. You know, I often think about when I was in college, I also really liked music and I could play the guitar and I wrote songs and stuff like that. But for some reason, yeah, there were other people doing that at my college. I took a songwriting class, you know, I could have like started a band, right? But for some reason I was like, no, 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 that's not me. I I shouldn't do that. I'd be kidding myself. Right. Um, and then when comedy came around, I said, Oh yeah, I want to give that a try. And I did that. And thinking back, I'm like, wait, I was as funny as I was musical. Right. I, I was, 17 years old, right? I wasn't very good at either one. I had that little kernel, right, that I could have expanded on. And I have to think, like, what? why was that that I said no, that I didn't put myself out there with music? And I've always regretted that. I kind of wish I had, you know? Because um, I, I, even if I wasn't doing it professionally now, I'd have that as more a part of myself. And uh, so, you know, my my advice to everyone is just like do the thing you know like give it a whack right like if you want to do stand-up people always say what what's your advice to people who want to do stand-up get out there and do it go to the open mics you know the beautiful thing about stand-up is if you do if you do stand-up what three to five times a week right as an open micer you get up you get up three to five times a week or even just once a week for a year right guess what you're a comic you might be a bad comic you might be a bad open mic comic right but you're a comic you know right you can go you can show up here to just for laughs and people go oh yeah that's that shitty open mic comic from philly right like you you have at least that status because you're doing it you're actually in the arena uh, and so that's, that's the core of my advice is just like, get out there and fucking do it. And, and everything that you think you know about it will be demolished as soon as you actually start doing it. Right. Like that's the other beautiful thing about stand up is like, you can think about what you're going to do before you get up there as much as you want. And it doesn't matter because after you've done three sets, everything that you thought you knew is going to be out the window, right? You're going to be starting from zero. Okay, wait, how do I negotiate this experience and like make this work? Right. And uh, the same is true of like any activity. (laughs) So just like, just start. Hey everybody. I hope you're enjoying this episode as much as I am. 
if you made it this far and you haven't fallen asleep yet, then you must be the type of person who's serious about having a career in the comedy business. That's why I'm offering you my blueprint for success, a one-of-a-kind all-access pass into my knowledge and experience after over 40 years of working with the best of the best in this crazy entertainment industry. I'll tell you all the stories, all the philosophies, give you all the great special guests, and even give you one-on-one -on -one private consultations to help you expand, enhance, and skyrocket your comedy career. Just go to barrycats.com and click on Blueprint for Success to learn more about my groundbreaking digital academy that I've created just for you. With it, we can take your career so far that one day, instead of listening to this podcast, you'll be interviewed on it. Ron Bennington. Joseph Campbell had the best line ever, in my opinion, and that was, follow your bliss. If you follow your bliss, I mean, me and you came into, you know, the kind of almost parallel comedy club stuff. And there was an avenue one way for me an avenue one way for you. There was another avenue for Brian Regan. There was another avenue for Jeff Garland. All those jobs, you know what I mean, are there. It isn't just being... Bill Cosby, you know what I mean? You can, there's so many different avenues you can follow once you start to follow your bliss. The Scalar Brothers. If you love comedy and you feel like it's something you want to do, number one, study it. Study why is this funny? Why do I love Maria Bamford? What Take she your do? top five comedians and try to write why is that person funny? Like write a paper. Be like, why is this person funny? Why are these people funny? What, what do they do that's great? What is their comedic formula what is their comedic juice and then say well what do i do that that i can bring to the table can i imitate every single person in my office and make everyone laugh because i can just pick up on mannerisms and i understand the way people that do i make hilarious observations am i a cute person who says the most outrageous thing am i the kind of person who tells the greatest stories in the world and i can make a whole room of people listen to me and i have all these funny jokes can i do characters do i have incredible observations identify what it is in yourself that's funny and then try to write some material towards that and then go up in your local scene when you go up in your local scene your local scene will tell you in a short period of time whether or not you can excel yeah and then once you're in that local scene wherever you are there are some sort of intermediary scenes that are great like denver san francisco portland chicago uh, chicago austin boston those like intermediary scenes are really really dc intermediate intermediate intermediary is someone who intermediate scenes are actually uh, really really good as well so the idea is that Go to a scene where there are other smart people doing smart comedy that are going to push you. And then the once you've developed enough material and you've killed it in that scene, then you go to New York. Then you go to L.A. and you walk in there with a ton of material and a bunch of tried and true stuff where you can walk into situations. All the while, you create. Don't wait. That is your mantra through your life. You have the tools. The things that comedians can do that actors can't do is they can write a, a sketch and film it and put it up on YouTube. They can create a character and write for that character and film it. Put that on your Instagram and let that character be on your Instagram and like try and get it out there in the world. And then there's a collection of all that character doing a bunch of different things on your Instagram page so that if somebody was like, what do you do? Send them, your, send them a link to your Instagram page and they can look at all the things that you have put together and done. It's within you to get it done. And yeah. so I would say that, but... It's a long road. And then give yourself the time. It takes 10 years. I'm the great Mark Marin line. It takes 10 years. It takes 10 years to make an overnight success. It's, ironically, that's the same amount of time it takes to create a bitter failure. You just don't know till the night before. That was Mark Marin. But like the idea that it takes 10 years, it takes 10 years to find your voice, it takes another 10 years to perfect it and actually start saying something. So if you are going down this road, understand that it will take time. You will don't make go mistakes. into it for the money. Don't go into it for fame. Don't go into it for success. Very few people ever get there, if, if at all. Go into it because you love it and you can't help yourself but bring out for the love of the game. You can't help but bring out the bits and the ideas and the thoughts inside of you or yeah. you have that the creation feeds you. Randy and I can have the worst day ever, the worst news about 
a project falling apart, the worst news about a fight with your family, the worst news about everything, worry and fear about your own children. And you step on stage and do a new bit for five minutes or, and get some laughs. And you're like, we're dumb enough to let that fuel us to the next thing. Yeah. We have enough just stupid sense to be like, okay, we're still good. We got it. We We still got got it. it. Daryl Hammond. I know I haven't been smart in a lot of ways. But when I was 27 and I came up with this idea, there was this book by a guy named Edwards Deming who assisted in building Nagasaki after World War II. And his idea, his theory was if you make small incremental changes over a period of time, they snowball into something giant. So by the time Barry Katz got to me, I'd been practicing voices by myself from the age of 27, trying to make one improvement a week. Um, and I didn't always I probably made 25 improvements in every year but that's a lot of improvement you know ask for help that's what I did I just asked people to help me Richard Gladstein filmmaking is an art and a craft that you learn and by reading a lot of stories, by developing your own taste, by um, creating your own stories, by having confidence in your own point of view, is I think what people need to have. And I think, like, filmmaking is not about like where you put the camera and like this great shot, or uh, like y- you have to be a storyteller that is bigger than the shot or the camera or the lens or the whether you're on Netflix or you're in theater like all that shit doesn't matter and I think one has to develop expose yourself to literature movies art read study and over the course of time you will develop your own distinct voice and then you apply that voice. That's what it's all about. And there's no shortcuts. There just aren't. They don't exist. And you know, you hear all the time, well, God, I'm a, like, a, I want to direct a movie. And, I, and it's like, you know, every director that you like or you don't like, they were a first-time director once. Like, it actually does happen. It's like your virginity. You're going to lose your virginity. It's going to happen, right? Some people, it happens at 15. Some people, it happens at 25. And like every director was a first-time director. Every writer was a first-time. Every producer was a first-time producer. Like, so when you think it's not going to happen, you realize that it has happened for every one of those people. They lost their virginity at some point. So like, just keep working and you'll lose your virginity. You'll be fine. Gen Maynard. If you're a writer, then why are you excited to tell this story? If you're pitching a game show or a reality show, why does this show excite you? Too many people come in pitching shows they think they're supposed to pitch, and you don't get any passion. Passion is such a big part of a pitch, um, and I would say that's probably half of it. And then the other half is figure it out. You don't need every single thing figured out, but you need enough. So there were a lot of people that pitched me race around the world. But unlike Bert Van Munster, who was so passionate about this crazy little place I never heard of in the middle of nowhere and why this would be great television or this whatever, you know, they pitched just it's a race around the world and it's kind of like certain movies where we had races around, you know, and you there was no personal connection to it. And a lot of times I would say, you know, so where have you shot outside of the United States? Well, I've never really shot outside the United States. Do you have anyone on your team rest? So they haven't figured it out. So I think it's a combination of the passion and and then having enough of the background to say, to, so I can know, okay, you can deliver what you're actually going to pitch. Um, I think it's important also to know the audience that you're pitching to. So too many people, I think, for broadcast now are pitching cable-like shows, um, which is to say they're not thinking about the fact that a broadcast show that's successful has to get people from all 50 states. And you may not like Trump voters, 
but they're a huge part of the potential audience. So alienating them is just silly because all you're doing is, is killing your killing your ratings. And I think there's a lot of stories that could be told that could bring people together and and expose people to different kinds of people in a really good way. Um, and so. For me, it, it, it's how do you tell show, stories for an audience that that network is seeking? And for a broadcast, I would say, think about why is this show going to be just as interesting to someone on Wall Street as it is to a farmer? Or, or just as interesting to an older and a, and a younger person. Um, and for other networks that are smaller, know who their audience is and make sure that when you pitch this show and your passion, that your part of your passion is the excitement for their audience to respond positively to to what the show that you want to produce um, if that passion can come across and you can say w why this story is exciting in, in the first few minutes then I'm probably with you for the rest of the pitch but the last thing I'll say is don't go on too long like if the person is really enjoying the pitch and 20 25 minutes go on that's long enough at some point you can only start talking yourself out of the thing and you can you can sense read the room you can tell when someone is starting to kind of like get antsy and fidgety and what have you like don't go on longer than you need to the worst thing is when someone says okay i get it. it's a great pitch and then someone else starts speaking and you're just like they just said it's a great pitch and now you're saying things that they you know they don't so listen to the room and and do that I, there's a lot of other stuff but uh, passion and and doing your homework and knowing the audience are probably the main thing gary goldman get on stage every night and record your set and listen to it and write it down and um, and improve it. And uh, what did you say earlier? Rinse, wash, repeat. Just keep doing that. And uh, and like like they told me years ago, don't worry about managers or agents. I, I gave this advice to um, to a friend of mine, Joe List. He was he came to me and he said, um, you know, he didn't have a manager, he didn't have an agent. It was a couple of years ago and um, I said, the, the only advice I can give you is just to put your head down and look up in a year. Put your head down and work and look up in a year and you'll see how far you can, you can come if you don't worry about the, about the obstacles and the distractions and the things that are, that are put there to make this thing um, harder. And, uh, and he opens for Louis at Madison Square Garden like regularly. Like he sends me pictures of him at Madison Square Garden. I'm like he's he used to open for me, and now he's now he's playing Madison Square Garden, and he's got this uh, this killer career, and he's getting married, and he's and he's um, just uh, funnier than ever. Kevin Rooney. Just keep doing it, and uh, whatever it is that you enjoy, do it. Just do do what you enjoy. I guess I did what I like to do hang around, talk to people, and get a few laughs. And I did not do what I didn't want to do. So I just refused and found some way to make ends meet without doing what I didn't want to do. And if you uh, are unhappy with where you're at, just do something else and keep pushing at it. The door will open. I just thought show business for me, it felt like you're on the outside of a big room. And you walk around the outside and keep pushing and keep pushing and somewhere there'll be a door that'll pop open. And when the door does pop open, go in and then don't lean on the wall. Go in and stay away from the walls because the door will open and pop you out. So when, when, the, when the magic door opens, go in, keep moving forward and just keep taking work. Any work that, any work that, that you can, take it, stay in the room and just keep keep going forward keep taking the jobs and don't get uh, comfortable and lean on the wall you'll, you'll fall out mike ward i think uh the problem with most young comics is either they they have no confidence or they have too much confidence so i'd say have confidence but at the same time know know sort of your place in uh like uh, t talent wise and just and know that it, it takes like like a, a guy like uh, George Carlin became George Carlin when he was in his 50s. Like if you look at the George Carlin in his 40s, he wasn't as good. And the same prior like a, a comedy career isn't just, you know, getting your first uh, 40, 50 minutes set. it's not just getting your first special. It's a, a comedy career starts whenever you start doing comedy and it ends when you die so just remember some people it takes 
a couple of years and they become huge. Other people, it takes forever. Just uh, just don't give up. Don't give up. Uh, have confidence. Uh, believe in yourself and uh, don't listen to everyone. But listen to everyone, but don't do what everyone says, basically. Yeah, I think that's what I'd say. Like the, the I've gotten a bunch of advice. Some of it was garbage. Some of it was good. And uh, I think you have to know the difference between the two. So maybe what I just said is garbage advice and <laughs> you have to know the difference. Ivan Dudinsky. You just have to grit. You got to grit, 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 grit through it and um, stay inspired. You know, if it seems like and be open to change. I'm always open to change. I'm, you know, I'm in a place right now in my career, I think after publishing a book, directing network primetime specials, you know, for a long time, all I wanted to do was direct primetime network shows. And then it became, well, I want to direct a big show for Netflix. And I got to do that last year. Um, be open to change. The next chapter for me, I think is taking it back to single camera, you know, feature documentary filmmaking. Um, so I think I'm open to that change. I would just say, make sure that you're really open to change and you know, it takes a lot of grit. There's peaks and valleys. 2019 was not necessarily an easy year. Uh, it, there was peaks and valleys, super high highs, super low lows, and you just have to be ready for those. Um, and be able to step back and take a look at it and, and follow your gut. Dean Edwards. Just do it, man. Just get on stage. You know, I, 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 you've heard me say I'm not big on advice because what worked for me might not work for the next cat. But I just believe if you want something, just just do it. I don't, you know, I'm very Yoda. Don't try, just do, just do it. Whether whatever your endeavor is, just just get out there. If you want to be a stand-up, get on stage. You want to be a, a, a songwriter, write a song. You know, and, just, and and then write another song. You want to be a screenwriter, write a screenplay. You finish writing that screenplay, write another. You just you keep putting, you keep creating, because you are blessed with the gift to create. So continue to create because eventually something will stick. You know. Could you give some words of wisdom to close this off as Denzel Washington? Okay, okay, okay. All right, I, that, that I can do. <laughs> uh, number one, keep an, keep an ear and eye out for, for a new podcast on a new network launching the Digital Podcast Network. I have a new show called The Dean Edwards Show. Uh, it's a great podcast. It will be releasing hopefully before the end of the year. Um, uh, and, you know, advice, uh, you know, I, I'm going to say this. You know, uh, you know there are a lot. There are a lot of people. There are many individuals in this room, huh? But even more people at home listening. You have that voice. There's a voice in your head. There's a voice in your head that that is just saying to you, you know what? I want what I want. Don't don't just say what you want. Will it? Will it into existence? You breathe it into existence. You give it. You tell yourself every day that I'm going to do this. I'm not. I don't hope I'm going to do this. I am going to do this. And then you do it. You get it done, man. Because if if you if you if you hold yourself uh, up to a task, ego is going to make you say, I got to do this. I got to accomplish it. And that's what I did to myself. I told myself, look, I went out of Denzel. I'm back in it. I lost character, but I'm back in it. Huh? Just do it. Get it done. Hey, everybody. Let me remind you one more time about my new blueprint for success. It's a project I've spent months and months working on just to help you jumpstart your comedy career and beat the competition. Whether you want to do stand-up, sketch, improv, acting, writing, producing, directing, radio, social media influencing, or even if you want a career behind the scenes as a manager or agent, Blueprint for Success will give you all the tools you need to take your career to the highest levels. With exclusive interviews, my top 50 commercial-free episodes from Industry Standard, one-on-one -on -one coaching with me, and unprecedented access into my knowledge and experience from over 40 years in this crazy business. I guarantee you that with Blueprint for Success, you'll become the creator you've always dreamed of becoming. No one's asking me to do this. I want to do it because I want to help you become truly undeniable. So just go to barrycats.com, click on Blueprint for Success, 
and start your incredible journey today. I truly can't wait to work with you to help you change the trajectory of your comedy career forever. Judy Carter. Take that material, the raw sewage of your life, and look for the funny. Look for the funny. It's always there. There's nothing so painful, so horrible, that you can't find a way to turn it. Bobby Slayton. I think your work ethic is the same work ethic you have when you work at Starbucks. You show up on time, you do your job, right? You're nice to the customers, you're nice to your fellow employees, you say please and thank you, and you do your job best you can, and hopefully become manager. I think show business is the same way once you get in, you know? But then again, you know what? Every show I've ever worked on, I was nice to everybody. Um, you know, I, I, I can't tell you how many times, because there's so many assholes in this business that, um, I remember one of the Dream Girls and the director, oh my God, I know him so well, my mind's going blank. I did one or two, one, one scene in Dream Girls, and I got there a half an hour early, and they asked me if I could come to the stage and maybe just block the scene and go over it, because they're waiting for either Eddie Murphy or Jamie Foxx, and they just, I'm there a half hour early. They said, Bobby, you're not, you're not here till nine o'clock. Do you mind? You know, you're not signed until nine. You mind coming by? And I go, why would I mind coming by? What else do I got to do? You know? And they said, well, we'll give you a ride over. I go, the stage is right there. I can walk over. You sure you want to walk that far? It's fine. You know, and what I get from this, and this happens all the time, that there's somebody else who's in show business, you know? <clears throat> and then there's big stars over here who are just great guys. You know, I've worked with Billy Bob Thornton. You hear that George Clooney's a dream to work with, and this guy's a dream. But you know what they're doing their job? They're saying, please, thank you. They're tipping people, whatever they do. But there's so many fucking assholes. You always have my, but that's what I do when I'm in the makeup chair. I always say to the makeup people, who's the biggest asshole you work with? Oh, you know, George Clooney's a great guy. Oh, you know, Schwarzenegger, we did Terminator. He couldn't have been nicer. I go, I don't want to hear who's nice. Ray Romano, oh, he bought everybody a gift. I don't want to, I, I want to hear who's an asshole. And then you'd hear a uh, Steven Seagal, you know, had to take, had to get a limo from the dressing room 12 feet away with an umbrella, even though it wasn't raining. And then you're just douchebags, fucking douchebags. I don't care how big you are. Your shit don't stink, you piece of crap. So, what was your question? <laughs> <laughs> Just be nice. But every show I've ever done, you know, I've, it's always, they've always liked working with me. I, I've never had a problem. I know my lines. I, I'm, I'm there on time. And I do what I got to do. Awesome. Bobby, you mind if we comb your hair this week? Whatever the fuck you want with my hair. What do I give a shit? What do I care? Whatever you want to do. Well, for Joey Bishop, we'd have to cut your hair off. Give me a bald wig. I don't care. I'm not, where am I going? I'm married. I'm not getting laid. I'm not doing anything else. <laughs> where am I going? Do whatever the fuck you got to do to me. Dan Soder. Chase what you love, but chase what you're honest. Chase what you love, but chase something that you're going to be comfortable being honest with as far as failures and, and where you where you lack and, and where you're weak. You, you can't be scared of that. Embrace that. Read the book, Talent is Overrated. Read the book, The War of Art. Go to therapy. Read Alan Watts. <laughs> uh, understand that it, this this existence is just it's what you make of it, and so pain. You can't know happiness without knowing pain. So if you're going through pain, know that this is just a moment for you to have an upswing. That's way better than anything you could possibly imagine. And then, don't be a dick. Just be easy to work with, man. In any field, if you really love the work, you're. It, if you're frustrated with a coworker, don't let that affect your work. Just do your work and and most of the time and, and read the four agreements. I'm just like I'm just trying to tell people like, know that most shit that people spill on you is their own shit. It's not your shit they're spilling on you, it's their shit. So be patient, work hard, and, and try to be good to yourself. That's something I'm learning now. Try to be decent to yourself. Treat yourself with respect. Love yourself, because it's I think too many times it's misconstrued as narcissism or self-centered. It's not. Love yourself and you'll get there. Take your time, dude. Chris Red. If you had to tell me when I was, you know what I'm saying, trying to be down with the G's and I was running around, um, that improv was the thing, I would have called you corny as fuck. 
Like, but but I would have been wrong in that. You know what I mean? I mean, some of it is corny, but it's not bad. Uh, I would say take a chance on things that aren't cool right away. They don't look cool right away. A lot of the things that like, like I talk to the kids now and they, I mean, like we, we have conversations all day. And like, I really, I really want to do this. I really want to do this. But a lot of it is stuff that you would deem like stuff that's not interesting. You know what I mean? At first, like walking around a room and filling the space is not cool. Dude. Like you're not going to be cool being a tree while somebody else is like monologuing. But it's it's like getting out of your comfort zone, it, you know, and and like and taking out those opportunities to learn something different and, and, and building your own path in a way that it may have not it may not look like it's something that you really wanted to do and um and, and you know and f- f- fight as much as you can that peer pressure of 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 trying to run with the run with the crowd because that's some shit to do you know what i mean it's like there's so many different ways so many different examples of ways to get to get to get what you want out of this life and follow your follow follow that dream um and you have to just choose life over everything else, you know what I mean? Choose your your life and, and what you want to do over everything else, too. And All right, everybody, that wraps up part two of two parts of the best of 2019 with Chris Redd, an incredible, incredible actor, comedian, and cast member on Saturday Night Live. Thank you all for your support. And again, I hope your 2020 is the greatest year yet of your life and your career. Okay, I'm going to scroll through the list of people who sent me a message, and one of these people will be a lucky winner. And they'll get to attend a podcast live with one of my guests, meet them, shake their hand, ask them a few questions, or else if they're out of town, out of state, or out of the country, we'll Skype them in or FaceTime them. Or anything like that so they can be there. Why not? So let me look here randomly and pick somebody. Landing on Sfani, 79, December 27, 2019. Heading reads, inspirational, five stars. And the comment reads, thank you for such an amazing podcast. You get to the heart of the performer better than any education out there. Learning a lot about comedy, people, and life. Super motivating. You definitely help make my long drives and traffic less painful and turn my down days to an upper. I appreciate you, exclamation point, exclamation point, five stars. Thank you so much, Svani79. You are a winner. I just wanted to let you know if you ever want to get a gift for somebody special, you can do so at our merch store at berrycats.com. We have a ton of shirts in many different colors with a plethora of the most impactful quotes from the podcast that have resonated with you throughout the years. I know you're going to like them a lot. They're really, really special and of the highest, highest quality. And it's a special gift from me to you for any item you choose. You can take an extra $5 off by just typing in the promo code Barry. So just go to BarryCats.com, to the store, check it out. I know you won't be disappointed, and have a great, great holiday season. As you know, I was fortunate enough to do a documentary surrounding the only living person to ever admit to killing JFK from the grassy knoll. This is a guy who spent 50 years in prison, just got out. We have exclusive footage of his interview and over 20 different interviews, along with interviews with five of the greatest JFK assassination experts in the world. Once you watch these videos, your perception of the world and what happened that day will change forever. It's incredible. Just go to ikilljfk.com. You can pick up the documentary I Killed JFK and the rare interviews of five of the greatest JFK assassination experts in the world. I guarantee you, once you watch this footage, you will be blown away. To quote one of the experts in the film, when Trump said he wanted to drain the swamp, what do you think's at the bottom of the swamp? 
ikilljfk.com. Check it out. And here's a preview of the next episode. Ben Feingold. Be intellectually hungry and try to find joy every day. It's the most important thing. Uh, Try new things. Every relationship you have, people should think that you're fair and hardworking and have their best interests at heart. So, uh, but really try to find joy and passion. Uh, uh, And don't be discouraged uh, day to day. Uh, Look forward to waking up uh, and making your contribution to the world. As always, this has been Industry Standard with me, Barry Katz. And if you like the show, tell all your friends. And if you don't like the show, tell all your friends. You get out the money. Drop that fancy car. All the people love you. Cause you're going far. Life is for the dreamers They have all to gain It's never quite over Till it all feels the same You pick your own poison Dig your own grave Down in the valley Fortune Thank you for listening to Industry Standard with Barry Katz. If you'd like more info on our schedule of new episodes or how to reach Barry through Twitter, Facebook, or email, go to BarryKatz.com. Before you leave... Please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast, leave a comment, and rate it, even if you think it blows. Thank you for your support, and have a great day.